listening to the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where I am going to be going through my Week 7 rankings. Today, you're going to be joined by Bob. Dan's got a little bit of an activity that he's got to tend to tonight. He is going to join us for the Getting Drafting in the Draft segment, but I wanted to go ahead and read through my rankings, give you some notes, things of that nature. Once again, thanks to everybody out there supporting the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. We really appreciate it. I know I keep saying it, you know, we've been going through some challenges getting the recording schedule. A lot of personal things have been popping up, but uh, glad to be doing this podcast anytime we can. And thank you to everybody who follows us, supports us, and is understanding as we work through these things. If you're not already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotTakesFF. Uh, I post the link to our rankings. Try to do it every Wednesday morning to get the initial rankings out there with the goal of doing a podcast going through the rankings where I talk through some of the reasoning behind where and why we rank certain players we do. So we do the top 25 for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end and give you the top 10 for the defenses. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into the quarterbacks. Quarterback. Number one this week, we've got Deshaun Watson at Indianapolis. Two, Kyler Murray at the New York Giants. Three, Matty Ice at home versus the Rams. Four, Patrick Mahomes going right now at Denver as we're speaking. It looks like Denver just went in for a touchdown. Five, Lamar Jackson at Seattle. Six, Russell Wilson home versus Baltimore. Seven, Josh Allen home versus Miami off the bye. Eight, Jared Goff at Atlanta. 9. Aaron Rodgers versus Oakland at home. 10. Tom Brady at the New York Jets. 11. Dak Prescott home versus Philadelphia. 12. Jimmy G at Washington. 13. Daniel Jones home versus Arizona. 14. We got Carson Wentz at Dallas. 15. As Dan would say, Gardner Minshew at Cincinnati. 16. Jacoby Brissett home versus Houston. 17. Kirk Cousins at Detroit. 18, Phillip Rivers at Tennessee. 19, Matthew Stafford home versus Minnesota. 20, Joe Flacco going right now against the Kansas City Chiefs. 21, Andy Dalton home versus the Jaguars. 22, Sam Darnold home versus the Patriots. 23, Teddy B at Chicago. 24, Derek Carr at Green Bay. And 25, Mitch Trubisky home versus New Orleans. So what I'm going to do is give you some background on three of the particular quarterbacks that I ranked this week. And I want to jump back up to number seven, Josh Allen, home versus Miami. Coming off of a bye, the Buffalo Bills have a match made in heaven to get things started. And that's especially true for Josh Allen. Coming into week seven, he is our 23rd ranked quarterback in our league of record, throwing for 1,122 yards, five touchdowns, seven interceptions, two fumbles, while adding 158 yards rushing and three rushing touchdowns. So obviously we have some turnover concerns that are weighing down his production currently. It looks like he's still rushing similar to what he did last year, which gave him a great floor and then compounded his high upside, especially on the last stretch of the season last year. According to ESPN's Outlook, the Dolphins have allowed 24.8 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks 
That's 49% more than the league average, which is insane to say that out loud. Don't be surprised to see Allen produce a, co- a combined three touchdowns. I, w- I could see one through on the ground, two through the air, and what should be a cakewalk matchup. Number 12, and this is by far the highest I think I'll have him rank for the rest of the year, is Jimmy Garoppolo at the Redskins. We just talked about a great matchup with the previous quarterback, and this is holding true for Jimmy G as they go to play the Redskins at Washington at 1 o'clock, but does it really matter? I don't think so. He's currently our 26th ranked quarterback in our league of record. He's yet to pass for 300 yards. He only has one game with three passing touchdowns while having three games with one or less. Washington is 13th in terms of passing yards allowed at 251 yards per game, but have allowed the third most passing touchdowns with 14. All that said, I know it seemed like there was a lot of hesitation on that. It is against Washington. I think George Kittle will get it going. I think Dante Pettis is starting to emerge, especially with Debo Samuel out. And they could probably even get Marquise Goodwin uh, to get one deep here. So this is more about the matchup than about the quarterback. Unlike Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a guy that I really like. But if you are dealing with a bye, because uh, we have four teams on a bye this week, I think you could do worse than this option. And we do have him as a back-end quarterback one in 12-team league. So uh, there's definitely room for him to produce. And then 16, Jacoby Brissett. I think he might be forgotten since he was just on bye. Part of that, too, is because his last game before the bye against Kansas City, he threw for 151 yards and one touchdown. Or, I'm sorry, one interception. My apologies. They did a lot of running with Marlon Mack in that game, so they didn't have to rely on Brissett to do a lot. Previous to that game, though, he was alternating two and three touchdown games passing. Coming off the bye, he gets a Houston team that allows the 7th most passing touchdowns with 11, while allowing the ninth most passing yards per game at 268. He may be ranked too low considering the information. I think it's a lot of the other QBs and their matchups ahead of them, and obviously you got your top elites there up, up at the top, but... He's probably going to have to shoot it out with an MVP candidate in Deshaun Watson. So don't forget about this guy. Remember, two to three touchdown games alternating there up until Kansas City. So once again, if you have a bye week situation or you're looking to play somebody that has a very good matchup with a team that he's going to have to keep pace with, I really like Jacoby Brissett this week at home versus Houston. So those are the three quarterbacks that I want to go in detail on. Let's go ahead and move to the running backs. Running back. Number one for the running backs this week, Dalvin Cook at Detroit. Two, Saquon Barkley, home versus Arizona. Three, Leonard Fournette at Cincinnati. Four, Zeke Elliott, home versus the Eagles. Five, Chris Carson, home versus Baltimore. Six, David Johnson at the Giants. Seven, Alvin Kamara, and that's looking questionable now, but for right now, he's seven at Chicago. Eight, Mark Ingram at Seattle. 9. Derrick Henry, home versus the Chargers. 10. Lev Bell versus the New England Patriots. 11. Aaron Jones versus Oakland. 12. Josh Jacobs at Green Bay. 13. Todd Gurley at Atlanta. 14. Philip Lindsay playing right now versus Kansas City. 15. Carrion Johnson, home versus Minnesota. 16. Tevin Coleman at Washington. 17. Melvin Gordon at Tennessee. 18. Matt Breda at Washington. 19, Devonta Freeman versus the Rams at home. 20, Carlos Hyde at Indy. 
21, Joe Mixon versus the Jaguars at home. 22, David Montgomery home versus the Saints. 23, Sony Michelle at the Jets. 24, Austin Eckler at the Titans. And 25, Damian William at the Denver Broncos. So I want to go back up to number two. Welcome back, Saquon Barkley. He's been practicing in full with Evan Ingram, so it looks like both of those guys are going to come back. I mean, it sounds like a superhuman uh, attempt by Barkley dealing with a high ankle sprain coming back so soon. With the information that he is practicing in full, the matchup is there. He has everything in line to regain. I mean, in theory, he could be the number one, but just hedging against that ankle sprain by one spot. Obviously, he's one of the elite talents in the league and should pick up right where he left off. The Cardinals are a bottom seven defense against the run, allowing 132.8 rushing yards per game. Expect him to be a heavy usage back when he is ready and willing and able on the field, which looks to be this week. And he always has the ability to take it to the house on any touch. So I just expect him to come back right where he left off. So... Uh, Good to see Saquon Barkley back as one of the true talents at the running back position for the NFL. 12, Mr. Josh Jacobs at Green Bay. If there's one way to attack the Packers' defense, it's rushing the ball. Green Bay is a bottom 10 team against the run, allowing 124.5 rushing yards per game with seven rushing touchdowns. That's tied for the fifth most in the league. Before the break, Jacobs was coming off a 26-attempt, 123-yard performance against a stout Bears defense that I'm sure a lot of people looked at other options to play him because the matchup was so scary, but he got such a heavy workload and produced big yardage out of it. With, it sounds like, Tyrell Williams being out, and there was word that came out today that Waller didn't practice today, the tight end that's been pretty much the leading pass catcher on the team. I expect the Raiders to rely heavily on their rookie workhorse as they try to get into Lambeau and leave with an upset win. Then number 16, Tevin Coleman. Coleman is being used in somewhat of a workhorse role in air quotes for the best rushing offense in the league. In his two games back from dealing with his injury, he's received 16 and 18 carries in those two uh, two times, getting into the end zone twice. It doesn't matter to me that Braid is in the equation. This team knows how to get both guys involved and produce. Both guys will get theirs against a bottom five rush defense that allows 134 rushing yards per game. While the Redskins have only allowed five rushing touchdowns, I would expect both running backs to get either yardage or passing receptions, yardage through the air, and a touchdown. I just like the way this team runs the ball. This coach knows what he's doing. He's done it in the past in Atlanta with Freeman and the aforementioned Tevin Coleman. So uh, I really like both of them. I know I attempted to make a trade for Breda uh, in our league of record. Couldn't snag him. I, I just really would like to have any piece of this rushing game. So big things are ahead, and, and I like both options this week. So those are the three running backs I wanted to cover in detail. Let's go ahead and move on to the wide receivers. Wide receiver. Number one this week, Julio Jones versus the Rams. Two, Cooper Cup at Atlanta. Three, DeAndre Hopkins at Indianapolis. Four, Tyreek at Denver. Five, Michael Thomas at Chicago. Six, T.Y. Hilton home against Houston. Seven, Amari Cooper, almost similar to Alvin Kamara. This is very questionable, but for right now, he's ranked versus Philadelphia at seven. Eight, Keenan Allen at Tennessee. 
Nine, Julian Edelman at the New York Jets. Ten, Tyler Lockett, home versus Baltimore. Eleven, Larry Fitz at the New York Giants. Twelve, Adam Thielen at Detroit. Thirteen, Michael Gallup, home versus Philly. Four, John Brown, home versus Miami. Fifteen, Allen Robinson, home versus New Orleans. Sixteen, DJ Chark at Cincinnati. Seventeen, Robert Woods at Atlanta. Eighteen, Kenny Galladay, home versus Minnesota. Nineteen, Will Fuller at Indianapolis. Twelve, Brandon Cooks at Atlanta. Twenty-one, and we're probably gonna have to move this out of the way. As of right now, he looks doubtful. Tyra Williams at Green Bay. Twenty-two, Calvin Ridley, home versus the Rams. Twenty-three, Cortland Sutton going versus the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Twenty-four, Tyler Boyd, home versus Jacksonville. And 25, it looks like he's going to return. Christian Kirk at the New York Giants. I'm going to go back to Tyreek Hill at number four. If there was any question at any time, if Tyreek is available, you play him in the game regardless of whatever he's coming off of, injury, whatever. I know there was a lot of questions last week on Twitter when we were doing our uh, sort of Sunday morning uh, session where we do start-sit type of questions. A lot of them were Tyreek Hill and this player, and every answer to me was Tyreek Hill. If he's if he's playing, you put him in the game because all he needs is one play, and he pretty much did that right away. He came back from a month off to get 10 targets, catching five passes for 80 yards and two touchdowns. He absolutely mossed two defenders, outjumped them in a catch that looks like it should have been batted down uh, to get into the end zone for his first reception. Now, if you look at the historical performance against Denver, there could be some cause for concern. In five games, he's averaged 7.6 targets, 4.6 receptions, 42.8 yards, and .2 touchdowns. Those numbers don't sound all that pretty, but irregardless, I'm firing him him up as a high-end option, which I do in every league that I have him on, because he can blow the lid off the defense at a moment's notice, especially for a team looking to stop a two-game losing streak. And who knows, by the time I'm done with this, I could be reporting that he scored. So just some background on Tyreek Hill and every week wide receiver one with the biggest of big play capabilities. Let's move down to 13, Michael Gallup, home versus Philadelphia. This could actually be too low as we sit here right now. But as of Wednesday, when I was compiling my notes, both Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb were not practicing. Uh, earlier today, it looked like both weren't, although news came out that Amari Cooper is preparing like he's going to play. But irregardless, Gallup's either going to be the lead role or he's going to be a same efficient wide receiver two against an Eagles defense that is as friendly as it can get for fantasy wide receivers. The Eagles give up the third most receiving yards per game at 296 while allowing 13 receiving touchdowns. Now I get it. Last week was a dud against the Jets for Gallup where he just had four for 48. But in the previous three games, he's had reception totals of seven, six, and seven. And he had two games over 100 yards. So he's one of the league leaders now. He hasn't played as many games, but for receiving yards per game. So even if Amari plays, he should be treated as a wide receiver too. But if he doesn't, he could be a back-end wide receiver one, which is pretty much where I have him ranked against this leaky pass defense. If we go down to 20, Brandon Cooks. We have been talking about this pass offense a lot recently on the podcast, but this has to be the game where it, where it would get corrected. At least you would think so, right? 
Now, it's hard to say this, uh, but Cooks is currently our 37th ranked wide receiver, far underperforming expectations. This guy's always been that back-end wide receiver one that seems to be totally undervalued, yet always produces for fantasy owners. And this year is just not happening so far. After having three productive games in his first floor, he has only turned six targets into four receptions and 47 yards over the past two games. That's not even a flex option at this point. The Falcons are a bottom 10 defense against wide receivers, allowing 276 receiving yards per game with 15 receiving touchdowns. And I'll be honest, if this offense outside of Cooper Cup cannot get it going in the pass game against this poor defense then I'm going to really start panicking. And that's all for the wide receivers that I wanted to cover this week in detail. Let's go ahead and move on to the tight ends. Tight end. At number one, we have George Kittle at Washington. Two, Evan Ingram versus Arizona at home. Three, Travis Kelsey playing right now against Denver at Denver. Four, Austin Hooper home versus the Rams. Five, Mark Andrews at Seattle. Six, Zach Ertz at Dallas. Seven, and we'll have to monitor this one. I feel like I'm saying that a lot, but excuse me, Darren Waller at Green Bay. Eight, Hunter Henry at Tennessee. Nine, Delaney Walker, home versus the Chargers. Ten, Gerald Everett at Atlanta. Eleven, TJ Hawkinson versus Minnesota. Twelve, Jason Witten, home versus Philadelphia. Thirteen, Jared Cook at Chicago. Fourteen, Jimmy Graham versus Oakland at home. 15 and 16, Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron, home versus Houston. 17, Noah Fant, home versus Kansas City. 18, Dallas Goddard at Dallas. 19, Jordan Akins at Indy. 20, and we'll see if he's going to be ready to play, Chris Herndon versus New England. 21, Darren Fells at Indianapolis. 22, Dawson Knox, home versus Miami. 23, Tyler Eifert, home versus Jacksonville. 24, Luke Wilson, home versus Baltimore, and 25, Trey Burton, home versus New Orleans. Gets really ugly after really those top eight to nine, doesn't it? I feel like I say that every week, but boy, is it a struggle to rank 25 tight ends and feel confident about it. Want to jump back up to two, Evan Ingram, home versus Arizona, echoing the thoughts that I shared about Saquon Barkley. If you are an Evan Evan Ingram owner like I am, You had to be perfectly okay with him sitting last week against the Patriots, knowing that it was going to be a tough game to win. Defense probably was going to stymie a lot of the passing option, which really did outside of that Golden Tate play. And then you look in the rearview mirror and say, goodbye, New England, because I see the Arizona Cardinals coming up to play. And I just knew, I'm like, just sit him out. If he's even nicked up, let him get as much rest as he can because he's in a blow-up spot this week. Engram is one of the true elite tight ends in the game, having multiple games already with over 100 receiving yards, which is awesome for a tight end and really awesome for any pass catcher. There's nothing more that needs to be said other than he's playing the Arizona Cardinals. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the fantasy goodness that everybody that owns him is about to uh, see in person again after one week off. At eight, we got Mr. Hunter Henry returning with a bang last week, setting career highs in every category one can, receptions, yards, touchdowns. The Titans' defense is generally stout against tight ends and really as a whole, but after last week and the situation the tight end position is finding itself in lately, as as I said, try ranking outside of really the top 10 and you have some trouble. 
you can't justify ever benching this guy. And you could see the upside that he had with Philip Rivers just last week where he set his career highs across the board. So get him active and plan on Rivers using him like he normally does when he has an athletic tight end. It seems like, you know, and people forget before this guy got injured, he was becoming a touchdown magnet. And Antonio Gates was getting up there in age, and he wasn't performing as well. And, and everybody assumed, all right, he's going to explode, and then goes down for a year with the injury, and then deals with some injuries here. But I, I think last week reminds people just how special this guy can be at the tight end position. I want to go down to 22 with Dawson Knox playing the Miami Dolphins at home. So if you're stuck in a bye week snag or just unhappy with your current options, and you want to just go out and stream the position. I think Dawson Knox is a worthwhile look for a player that can give you some fantasy points and a spot start. I mean, look at it. He's facing the Miami Dolphins. So any offense can score points against the Dolphins in any way they see fit. The Dolphins have allowed the fourth most yards per game to tight ends at 67.6. So he may be that glory play. One seeks on a heavy bye week or if you're just, like I said, in total just... Ugh, type of feeling with your tight end so you know i like him uh this week um and really their schedule gets pretty friendly for all their fantasy options so like um you know if you're dealing with having to rely on a jared cook or a jimmy graham and you're getting sick of not knowing that you're gonna get any type of points from them i think dawson knox might be a guy that you could pick up this week play and feel comfortable comfortable with and then possibly use him for many weeks after this so just something to keep him uh keep an eye on as you're starting to look at the tight end landscape but those are the three tight ends that i wanted to go into detail on let's go ahead and now move on to the top 12 defenses this week defense number one this week we've got the buffalo bills at home versus the miami dolphins i don't care if it's rosen fitzpatrick fitzmagic the Buffalo Bills are going to smash the Miami Dolphins. So uh, I'm looking for big points out of this defense. At number two, we got the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. The best fantasy defense possibly since Jacksonville a few years ago. They're winning people weeks at this time, and I don't see that really changing against the New York Jets. Although I do like the returning Sam Darnold and the pieces that they have. I think it's just going to take a few weeks for that schedule to really lighten up for the Jets, but you fire up New England and enjoy the goodness like you always do. Three, the San Francisco 49ers at Washington. If you're noticing a trend, it's a lot of the matchups that we're seeing here, and San Fran's been one of the best teams and one of the best defenses, so I expect that to continue versus a hapless Washington team. Four, the New Orleans Saints at Chicago. Five, Jacksonville Jaguars at Cincinnati. Six, the Los Angeles Chargers at Tennessee. We'll see how the now Ryan Tannehill-led Titans perform, but uh, if he couldn't get it done in a previous spot, I'm not having too high of expectations. Seven, Chicago uh, versus New Orleans. It could be low. I know Chicago is one of the best defenses, but I like a lot of the matchups in front of them. Eight, Tennessee versus the Chargers. We've got nine, Green Bay versus Oakland at home. 10, Dallas versus Philadelphia. 11, Seattle versus Baltimore. And 12, Minnesota at Detroit. So that covers all the defenses, and that really covers up all of the rankings that I wanted to discuss for Week 7. Hopefully you guys find this helpful, and 
Once again, we'll be having our normal conversation every Sunday to get you ready for your lineup if you have any last-minute questions. But this time, I want to welcome back the band, and let's get Drafty on the Draft app. If you've listened to the Not Takes Fantasy Football podcast before, you know just how much we love the Draft app. We continually do best ball drafts throughout the year, and during the season, we have a weekly segment called Getting Drafty on Draft that drops every Thursday. Now we are proud to announce our affiliation with the best fantasy app out there. We would greatly appreciate if you would support our show by using our new link, draft.com forward slash not takes. For those of you that don't already have a FanDuel or Draft account, signing up to Draft using that link gets you a free $3 entry to any contest of your choice after your initial deposit. We personally recommend a season-long best ball draft and trust us, when you start, you're gonna be hooked. Once you get your account situated, come challenge myself or Dan on Draft. You can find me, Bob, on Draft at NotTakesBob, that's N-O-T-T-A-K-E-S-B-O-B. And you can find Dan at DJ Benoit 33 that's D-J-B-E-N-W-A-33. Once again, our link is draft.com forward slash NotTakes, that's N-O-T-T-A-K-E-S. We can't wait to see you all get drafty on draft with us. Getting drafty on draft. Welcome back to the four man getting drafty on the draft app crew as we're getting back together to uh, get back into the swing of things. uh, As I said earlier, Dan is on from a rousing volleyball game. And then we've also got, we got our buddies, John and Craig on what's going on, gentlemen. Hello, oh, what up, boys? What up? Oh, what up? Yeah, so, yeah, I guess we were talking about this offline, but recording during the game, Mahomes has already rolled out, so that's a big, oh, no. that's a big downturn. Yep, they just came through. Yep. Oh, bummer. So, yeah, so apparently if, hey. you're, if you're a wide receiver one on my fantasy football team, more than likely your quarterback's going down at some point. <laughs> Do you want to just announce who else you have, Bob? Cause... Well, I had to trade Juju because I lost Ben. Um, now Tyreek looks like he's going to be impacted. And hey, Jameis, why don't you just stay on by for the rest of this season while you're at it? So. <laughs> you know what that means? That means Mandy's got a chance against me this week. Yep. Gross. So yeah, as always, what we do on this segment is we do a draft contest on the draft app where we select one quarterback, two running backs, and two pass catchers with one of the pass catchers having to be less than nine point or 10 points projected. So gentlemen, if you're ready, I am going to go ahead and send this one your way and we could get started with the week seven contest here. Crazy that it's already week seven. I know, right? I know, right? All right, looks like it sent everybody's way here. Oh, it showed me as registered first, and I was like, oh, sweet, I got the first pick again. Ooh, Ooh number one is Craig. I am in the two oh, spot, right. John is in the three spot, and Dan got the turn. So this is Loving a weird that week. turn. We, this is a weird week where there's no Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, and elite players like that to choose from all the time. Still plenty of high-quality fantasy options, especially with 
teams playing uh, teams like Cincinnati and New York and teams like that. Plus, hey, you now. have the return of San Juan Barkley. So, uh, plenty of intrigue uh, going on this week in terms of running back. Um, with <laughs> with uh, Mahomes going down and. We don't know how long he'll be out for. Uh, Bob, earlier this week, you and I talked about Deshaun Watson as a fantasy MVP. Uh, that might be a uh, move in the right direction for that. That might be a real-life MVP. And uh, Craig is on the clock with the number one pick. All right. Go with Dalvin Cook. Uh, um, I've got to go Leonard Fournette against that Charmin soft Cincinnati Bengals defense. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) All right. Give me David Johnson. Go. You're going to do it, Danny. Go. You know what? I will take uh, San Juan. And hopefully he plays, even though and he's trending in the right direction. Uh, and the other guy I'm going to actually go with is, you know what? Chris Carson. Mr. Consistency. Hmm. Me... See. Yeah, give me Russell Wilson against Baltimore. All right, I think I'm going to go with Mr. Julio. Julio! And Craig on the turn. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. take Josh Jacobs against the only weak part of the Green Bay's defense, which is the run defense, so we'll go with Josh Jacobs. That's what I get for shooting my shot on Russell Wilson early. Did I snipe you there? You did. Because you're a sniper. (laughs) I was waiting, Dan, to see if you'd pick up on that one. Get your trays and your wine (laughs) and then sit in a tree and be a sniper. During the paintball showdown. And Dan is up on the turn. This guy is the best, the best receiver on this team. Uh, I'll take Cooper Cup going against that Atlanta defense. And then... You looking for two touchdowns from one cup? And under 10, you know what? I'm intrigued by this guy. I expect big things with Disley out. Give me DK. Oh, nice pick. Nice pick. I got sniped again. 
Because uh, I'm in a paintball match. That's all right. I had a second target. Give me some John Brown against that other Sherman soft defense. As as I was literally just clicking on him, so you got me back, John. Um, you know, and I'm going to stack Julio with Matt Ryan, who just doesn't throw for anything less than 303, so might as well. I'm going to start off stacking uh, with this John Watson. And yeah, now we're down to under 10. It looks like both of us here. Mark Andrews. Good tight end. Ooh, he's under. Wow. Uh, he's under 10. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I was I was looking for Evan Ingram to see if they would possibly put him under since he was out for a week, but that's not the case. So I am going to go with Mr. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with Dante Pettis and see if he gets it going here finally. Let's see how the bye week did Mr. Marlon Mack. I don't know if I love my team this week. Mm, do I? Dare I? Whatever. I'm going all in. When you need to get that offense clicking, you play Atlanta. I'm going all in on you, Mr. Goff. Ooh, Jared. All right. So, Craig, why don't you go ahead and recap your team out of the one spot? Sure. So I started with Dalvin Cook, then I uh, picked up uh, Aaron Jones, and I stacked the DeAndre Hopkins-Watson uh, pairing and uh, added Mark Andrews there. The nice little nine spot for my under 10. Yeah, that's a great pick. I'm surprised he's under nine because he's been so good all year. But uh, he, mm-hmm. that could probably be the one that would win it for you right there is getting that under nine so, or under 10. So. Yeah, I was, really use a win. Yeah, <laughs> I was in the two spot. I started off with Leonard Fournette against the Cincinnati Bengals, who he should get his however he wants. Uh, I think I went with Julio Jones, uh, then Josh Jacobs. Went with Matt Ryan to stack the two Atlanta Falcons, and then close it with Dante Pettis, who hopefully is starting to get more of the share in the San Francisco offense against Washington. So, John, why don't you go ahead and do yours out of the three spot? Apparently, John is uh, recording while he's driving with his windows down. <laughs> I was wondering who that was. This uh, is the burst of wind. No, I, uh, I I went with David Johnson against uh, my New York football giants. Um, I was thinking that they're, uh, they're going to throw often, and uh, that Kyler Murray to David Johnson uh, connection seems to seems to be doing pretty well for the, the Cardinals. Uh, followed it up with Russell Wilson, and part of me wishes I had waited until the third or fourth pick, but I do think that that Baltimore game could potentially be a shootout. And then the sniping started. Uh, I ended up settling on Michael Thomas, who I think is probably the most talented piece outside of Kamara in that uh, in that. Um, Saints offense. My sub 10 was John Brown. And then I'm taking a roll of the dice with Marlon Mack that he uh, is going to come back healthy and strong after his bye week. So let's see what happens. And Dan, wrap it up in the four spot for us. I'm welcoming back Sanquan Barkley. Uh, I 
I'm not been been very impressed with the Arizona defense, so I feel like uh, he's just definitely going to get the touches and the targets, especially with Daniel Jones at the quarterback, Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent, uh, Chris Carson uh, as my second running back. And uh, then I went with who I think is just the target hog on this team, uh, Cooper Cup. He's been money in PPR leagues. And then I went for my sub-10 player as DK Metcalf, Hoping that he cashes in now that whistling, now that Disley's no longer whistling. And I like that pick, Dan. That's a good one. A controversial pick, I'm sure, with the poor play that he's uh, been showing so far. But I think he has a big bounce back week this week, playing Atlanta. Uh, so I went with Jared Goff at the helm for my QB. All right, so that wraps up our Week 7 contest. Now that uh, Dan's done with uh, his Thursday night activities, we should be doing this every week moving forward. So I think we're good to go moving forward, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dan. Uh, all right. You're welcome. Well, ho- hopefully, <laughs> by, hopefully by the next time we talk, it's not all bad news on uh, Mr. Mahomes here, but uh, we will talk to you guys next week on Thursday. Fingers Later, crossed. dudes. Later, good guys. Luck, my dudes. As I say every time we get the group together, I always enjoy that segment. Uh, Good to talk with our friends Craig and John. And it's glad to see that Dan's going to be able to make it uh, a little bit earlier on Thursday so we could both do the rankings more consistently moving forward and provide a consistent draft segment every Thursday for you. So not any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and close up the show. Like I said earlier, if you're not following us on Twitter and Instagram, go ahead and give us a follow. It's at NotTakesFF. That's N-O-T-T-A-K-E-S-F-F. Once again, every Sunday we do a sort of a start-sit, uh, any last-minute trade, waiver pickup. I'm sure we'll have some conversation about the Chiefs, depending on what comes out with Mahomes. So make sure you're following us on Twitter to get that information and feedback. If you feel better emailing, it's NotTakesFF at gmail.com. You can visit our, our podcast homepage, anchor.fm forward slash nottakesff. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash nottakesff. You can listen to our podcast there. You can follow us there. Best thing about it is it gives the direct links to all 12 major platforms that you're on. So if you have a platform of choice that you prefer, you can find it there and get direct access to the podcast. Whatever platform that you're on, make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button as we start putting out more episodes per week. Now that our schedules are aligning, I want to make sure they get those to you as soon as they drop. For anybody that listens specifically on Apple Podcasts, give us 30 seconds of your day. And if you like what we're doing, a five-star rating and review really helps the show. I always say it personally. It means a lot to us. Feedback is key, and that all helps us. But those rankings and five-star ratings really help our podcast get noticed on the Apple platform as people are searching for fantasy football. So that's a big help there. Also, check for us on clipcast.app. It's a great tool, great service, great site where you can search for specific players you want to get news on and you'll get direct clips from not only our podcast but any other of the podcast options that are out on that site. I want to give a shout out to Dan's brother, Tom, who gave us the song Alma, which is the intro and the outro song to our podcast. Really appreciate what he does. In the show notes, I put a direct link to the music that he put on out on Spotify. So make sure to check the show notes to get that link. And once again, thanks to everybody and good luck in week seven. Until next time, I will talk to you all later. <laughs>